Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. So you wanted to talk to me, you did? Oh, yes, ma'am, I sure did. Name's Meow Meow. Um, I would like to, um to disappear. What are we, wizards and magic people here? You were found stealing from several local merchants. You assaulted an officer of the law. How did I injure him exactly? You stabbed him right in the soft spot. I'm gonna think of what I can do with you. Mean for me? For you. <laughs> Slip of the tongue. Well, gosh, I, I think I have a million, you know? Like, what, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? What skills do I need to have before I go there? How much experience do you have with conflict. I've barely been in an argument. Your calling or your goals could be upholding the values of Bahamut. Decisions might cause you to go against what Bahamut would believe to be correct. Oh, Sirma, I'm totally confident that Bahamut's going to show me exactly what I need to do. You know what? Walk, walk with me. Ooh, walk and talk. I love these. Put yourself back on that night. You see members pull a large blade and go to attack this this woman mom there was a man who studied almost too much into wild magics of the world his name is gabriel go hang out around the house of knowledge to find uh, to find gabriel we will see you again soon moot Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast and I'm your dungeon master Russ Moore and with me today is Carla Johnson. Hey, that's me. I play Glim. I am a dragonborn paladin. And Amy Moore. Yep, that's me. And I play a light but halfling rogue named Sullivan Slight or Sully. And Tom Laird. That's me. I play a half-orc wild magic sorcerer named Moot. You just like saying his name last. It, just... it does have a certain cadence to yeah. it. Yeah. It's, so. it's final, right? I mean, usually. It's the last yeah. of three. I was trying to mix it up a little bit. I got halfway there. Two-thirds of the way there. There you go. <laughs> math I know is math. hard. I Fractions math. are difficult. I'm a dungeon master. I don't need to know math. Wait a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> There's so much math in this so game, much guys. Math. Not in these last two episodes. There no, has no, no, no. I have my dice all set up super nice. All with their big numbers up, up top. Put, putting, out, putting out positive things into the atmosphere. I'm trying to vibe my dice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. It's yeah. better than when you were constantly nagging your mm-hmm. dice. Let's see if this that was works cool, better. That, it was, she was getting them down is what was I happening. I don't even know how to nag. I know what it is, but I can't for the life of me think of an example of it. Of nagging? Nagging. Oh, nagging. Russ doesn't even right. know what nagging is. I Look thought, at his face. That's like when a dude would go up to like an attractive girl or bar and be like, I normally don't like chicks with big noses, but you're great. Like, yeah. come on, man. But rough. it kind of makes you feel special at the same no, time. It it's doesn't. disgusting. Yeah, no, I don't like yeah. this at all. It's a thing. Where there's no negging, patreon.com slash dumb dragon cast. No negging allowed. No negging no. allowed. Only positiving. Only positiving. Pausing? No, wait, that means like. I mean, <laughs> that's maybe, already a word. Maybe you pause the episode, you come back to it. Maybe sure, that's something. Yeah. Maybe, yep. yeah. You also get an episode dedicated to you when you're a patron of Dungeons and Dragons. And today's episode is dedicated to Melanie Patterson. Yay! Thanks, Melanie. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you. You can join us at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And now, fuck it. Let's play D&D. Glim. Yes. 
Um, you have spent a long day sparring and reading books. What kind of reading were you doing? Yeah, kind of like travel logs of Faerun, because I haven't really ever been anywhere, nor have I even really traveled. So I don't even really like know the basic concepts of how that works. Um, but now right. I do, because I read some books about yeah. it. Um, and then also maybe some like kind of religious texts. But <clears throat> I think um, like Glenn was really raised like hardcore into Bahamut. So I think her like spiritual knowledge is pretty good. It's just her um, like real world knowledge that's pretty lacking. She hasn't had much experience in the world, except her very protected little enclave where she grew up. So yeah, learning about traveling and about the different places and um, maybe even about different races, because she's seen some, like she was mostly dragonborn people where she is from though, but she hasn't seen much of the world and honestly didn't have a ton of interest in it. You know, she wasn't like striving to go on an adventure until she heard that the world might be ending and then thought she might do something about it. You're in the chapel and you're taking in some of these books. Sirma uh, comes in um, uh, with a, a bowl of soup and a, and a roll and hands it to you and says, learning, <laughs> learning some good things. She looks at some of the books and it's the Faerun equivalent of talking to people for dummies. <laughs> like how to win friends and influence people. Yep. But the... <laughs> fantasy version of that, which is like, how to win friends and influence creatures? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I like that. That's good. And she hands you the, the food. Thank you, Sirma. I'm, I feel anxious to get going, but I don't... Should I stay? What else do I need to learn here? There is one other thing that we should probably do. We'll likely... Do it in the morning, and then um, you would be on your way. Well, like I said, go into town, find a caravan for you, and send you off to Neverwinter, where hopefully you'll meet up with uh, with your new companions. In the morning, we will pray together um, and call to Bahamut to bestow power upon you. To get you started on your on your quest, Sirma, are there are there any other people here? I've I've just been spending time with you, but I thought that first day I I guess gosh it was only yesterday. It feels like it's been so long. There was a man. Are there are there other people here that I might have something I need to learn from? No, no. I'm I'm the only one who lives here permanently. Um, sometimes people do come through. If I recall, there was um, there was a gentleman who had stopped in earlier that day, uh, a traveling gentleman, but he has not been. I have not seen him since yesterday. So, but sometimes uh, travelers through through the forest they stop in for a moment of of respite. Um, but nobody nobody else lives here other than other than myself. Well, thank you for bringing me dinner and. Unless there's something else you you need me to do, I'm happy to just keep reading and studying and thinking about maybe getting on my way tomorrow. Of course, I will. Uh, I will leave you to it, um, and meet me meet me here, and we will say a word, and and then send you on your way. Um. Okay. So yeah, I'm just gonna like keep reading and. The night rolls on. Or do you stay up super late reading, or do you kind of... I don't think so. I want to get a good solid sleep before I head off on my adventure. You do that. Um, you, you, you've gained a whole ton of knowledge from all these new books. Uh, you have a great sleep because you got your butt kicked by Sirma, war picking, but you feel like you're, you're doing better. Um, and you wake up the next morning, a, a new fresh bowl of warm oatmeal, and... And water is left on your table, um, and all of your things have been laid out for you. Sirma's so sneaky, always like, how'd she get in there with that oatmeal? Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky. <laughs> She's very light-footed. She um, is. Okay, well, I guess I, like, 
gather up my things, of which there is not a ton, but including um, like that shield that was there that first day and the and the war pick. And um, yeah, I go I go find Sirma. Uh, you go uh, walk into the chapel. She is um, doing busy work, kind of tidying up up at the front. Um, and she turns and sees you walk in. She says, "So, oh, a good sleep, I hope." I did. I'm um, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I feel I feel ready to go find these other parts of my soul that are just out there, and they're going to help me on my mission. You're so cute. I love it. You're going to miss this energy around here. <laughs> yes, it looks like you're ready. Put put down put down your things. Come up here, and we'll we'll say a quick word before we go. Uh, so I put down all my stuff, and then you know, approach the altar, I guess, is where she is, kind of up at the front there. She ushers you to sit down at uh, at a at a step um, down in front. She sits down with you, and she says, it sh- shouldn't hurt. Shouldn't hurt at all. And she lowers her head and kind of folds her hands and uh, begins speaking soft and low. What do you do? I think I will, like, reach into my pocket and pull out that, like, my symbol and hold it in my hands and then also just, like, close my eyes. And if is she speaking loudly enough that I can hear her or she is? Yeah, she is. Okay. Then I, yeah, I am I like don't have in a it. specific speech no, that's speech fair. prepared. We'll do something in <clears> the Just general the communing with the Lord. Yep. You know. Yeah, you got it. Um but yeah, I'm like in it. Yep. Eyes closed, Perfect. like sunk into sunk into the moment, definitely. Yep. The speaking goes on for a little while. And you begin to hear her start repeating a pattern in the way she's speaking. And you feel yourself begin to say the same phrases that she is saying. It goes around for a few times, and then you begin to feel a warmth, like sunlight, shine down on you. You hear the sound of very distinct bird song very similar to the day that you walked into the chapel. You, you don't feel the need to open your eyes at this point, but you feel this warm energy kind of embrace you and sink into you. Your prayer goes on for a little while longer until everything kind of calms down a little bit. And you open your eyes, and Sirma is standing before you. And she says, how, how did that feel? It felt wonderful. It felt like warmth filling me up. Good, good. I'd like you to try something for me. Okay. She goes into her room and comes out with a, a bird cage. Um, and inside is a wounded bird. Looks like it had its wing broken. Um, she says, I would like you to hold this bird and try to channel in your own way, the, the energy that you felt while in prayer. So I take the bird in my hands, close my eyes like I did when we were praying, and I concentrate on Bahamut and try and, like, feel the power of him moving through me. The warmth begins to come back, and it's you can kind of feel it start in your chest. And it begins to move out through your arms and into your hands and into this bird. You open your hands and you look down at the bird and it begins flapping its wings, slow at first and then quicker, and it takes flight. 
Did I... Did I... Did I do that, Serma? She smiles at you and she says, Yes. Yes, you did. It appears that the call to Bahamut has worked and you are ready to begin your quest. You have the ability to do that in times of need, but it requires a significant rest in order to do it again. We should go to town and find you a caravan and and get you get you to Neverwinter. Okay, let's go. I pack up, you know, I throw my pack back on my shoulders and pick up my stuff and I'm I'm ready. She grabs a small satchel and you set out into the woods uh, to the next town um, where she um, arranges with a, a caravan heading out um, carrying some uh, different fabrics and different spices and arranges for your your travel with them. And she says, you are always welcome back here, as you know. I mean, your your mothers are still in, are still here. You would probably go there first, but if you ever need assistance, uh, this is a, a place of safety for you, if you ever need. Thank you, Sirma. I'll see you again. Of course. You climb aboard one of the wagons, and the caravan sets off, and Sirma kind of watches you and the caravan leave, and then turns back and walks back towards the forest. Sully, you were put back into your cell. Officer Tangren uh, turns and uh, walks back towards the door. Merv says, uh, what was that about? Oh, it's just meeting the warden. Warden. Uh. Warden. Nice, uh, nice, uh... Yeah, she's okay. I'm... Okay, what was you, you getting out? Like, what are you talking about here? Well, I told her, I don't even know how I got here. Mm-hmm. And there's no way I was stealing. So, beneath me. And I'm so small and all her guards are so big, how the hell did one of her guards end up in the infirmary? It all just doesn't add up. Seems kind of shady business. I have no recollection of coming here. I don't like that. I like to know what I do. Well, I mean, they did bring you in, and you were knocked out. So, figured you got into some kind of some kind of altercation. See, I fell asleep in the high forest and woke up here. That's a long ways away. Whatever in between happened, I'm not aware of it. Shit, you don't think it was magic, do you? What do you mean? Well, I don't know. It's just a long way to go. Uh, it. I mean, it is a long way to go, but what you, why would why would somebody use magic on you? I don't know. Okay. We all have a past, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What What's your past? What's your past? I was a fisherman. How'd you get here? Like I said previously, they thought I was selling, you know, sub subpar goods for higher prices than uh, than otherwise would have been thought fair. I disagreed with them. They put me here. Hmm. The have you talked to the warden? No, not yet. I haven't really felt the need yet. I was hoping for some, some uh, counterpart here to try and, you know, maybe sneak out. But I don't think you could do that. I see, I see what you're doing. I'm not doing anything. Y- you are. You, you're negging me. <laughs> I could get out of here if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd need a competent partner. I don't see one of those around here, unfortunately. Oh, that's unfortunate. You know what? Usually I, I don't I don't hang out and plot and conspire with fishermen, but there's just something about you. Well, you know, I'm just trying to get back to my to my hometown. Where's you know, that? Uh Burrafirth. Far from here? Uh yeah, it's it's fair just south down the Sword Coast, uh kinda of between Waterdeep and Baldur's Gate, little little set of islands there. It's real nice. Real nice. Sorry, so you're that's a long ways. Yeah. Yeah. Fishermen. Have a boat. 
Travel's easy. Hmm. Where are you looking to go? Well, you know, it's not too bad in here, to be honest with you. But I'm just, I'm just looking to, you know, regularize my life. What? Yeah, you know, just like standardize my living situation. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe get a one of those, you know, like thing, like you know, earn money in a productive way to with society and you know maybe like I don't know like nobody knows me or something that you know that kind of stuff yeah like regular Joe in it you talk a lot just kind of in circles mm. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you're you're meeting with the warden. She's obviously not letting you out. Oh no, yeah, um, Miss Ma'am, Meow Meow is beg, not a kitty to be pardon? trifled with. Her name is Miss Ma'am Meow Meow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I laughed. It might not be. Uh, it might not have been my finest moment. May not have done anything to to win to win her over. Um, but she's just a real big cat and a chair and the fact that there was anything on her desk at all blew my mind <laughs> sounds like she's got it all under control in there um, she did say she'd see what she could do for me but oh well never right. trust a fat cat is that what they say where yeah. you're from oh yeah where absolutely. are you from um oh i already said that you weren't paying attention that's insultful Sorry for being so insultful. No, that's fine. Hey, what's your plan to get out of here? Well, I mean, we need something to get out of here with. I, they took all my stuff, obviously. I procure a fork. Where'd you get a fork from? Same place I got that cup from. Okay. Have you ever heard of keistering? So it was up your butt, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you have heard of keistering. Yeah. Mm. I mean, obviously. Why would you keister a fork? <laughs> I thought maybe you'd have more questions about the cup. <laughs> but whatever. I'm done with questions about the things up your... Up your okay. So can you get us out? <laughs> you, Why else would you keister a fork? He said you needed something. I'm trying to wrap my brain around why in the first place, before you knew you were going to be put in jail, before you knew you were going to wake up in the high forest, you would put a fork up your butt. Um. We're trying to be friends here. Right. Yeah. And I need a little state of, you know, mm -hmm. know the mindset of the accomplice that I'm trying to acquire here. Okay, listen. I'm a teenager. I make poor choices. I see that. So can so you, do you... Can you use it to open I something? I don't you, want to touch that. Well, it's been washed. I, I will... Where? You just took it out of your butt. No, not just right now. Not in front of you. That, that That's ridiculous. What did you wash it with? The toilet water? <laughs> you mean the bucket? Yeah. <laughs> He looks in his, he's like, I don't see any water in mine. Mine came with what? Uh. The door to your area opens and officer walks back in and he's like, hey, yeah, small one. Yeah, you. That's offensive. Sully. All right, yeah. Warden wants to see you again. Where'd you get that fork? <laughs> I'm sorry, I handed it to him. He takes it. <laughs> okay, let's go. I put, I put my hands. 
I don't want to talk about it. I put my hands through the bar. He cuffs you and uh, opens the gate and ushers you back down the hallway as you walk out the door. Merv. Am I walking of... past Merv? Yep. I drop quickly, drop like a knife down through my pant leg and onto the floor beside. Make a stealth Age. roll. Oh yeah, stealth man. If this is happening. Unless you're, are you trying to be stealthy about it or are you just dropping a knife out of your pants? <laughs> no, leg? I'm trying to be sneaky. Okay, stealth roll. Um. Because sleight of butt is not a check. <laughs> 21. Whoa. It, uh, it, you feel it kind of fall down your pant leg and it hits the top of your shoe and kind of slides down onto the floor making nary a sound um, and kind of brushes up against the side bars there doesn't appear that the officer has noticed as he kind of gives you a shove as you uh, continue to walk back down the hall and to the warden's door. Unless you do anything in particular different walking down that hall, you make your way back. Um, he opens the door and Miss um, Ma'am Meow Meow is sitting at her desk and she says, uh, yes, 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 uh, come in, come in, come in. Take off, take off those shackles, too. We can take those off. Oh, thank you, mm-hmm. Miss Ma'am Meow Meow. That's, like, super, super nice of you. Yeah, yeah. He undoes the shackles and kind of... You, uh, you're able to walk freely inside now. And I do, and I, like, swing my arms very purposely. <laughs> Is there something wrong with your arms? Oh, no, I just love the feeling of, the, of them not being so close to each other. Of course. Of course, I understand. Uh, you hear the door close behind you. And uh, you walk back over to her desk, and laid out on her desk are all of your items. Hey, these look familiar. Yeah, yeah, they're yours. Well, actually, right now, Miss Matt Meow, they're yours. Mm. Good, good answer, good answer. So, you told me that you would never steal. Mm-hmm. What would someone who never steals need with this? And she opens your bag and dumps it out, and there's a set of thieves' tools and uh, ball bearings, uh, various other implements of break and or enter, dagger, your quiver, your short bow, your whole whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. All right. Well. Miss Ma'am Meow Meow, I can see how this would look very damning if you didn't know what they were used for. Tell me. Tell me what were they used for. Ma'am, with these tools, I broke people out of the capturous claws of the Cult of the Dragon. Oh, the Cult of the Dragon. You've had uh, run-ins with them. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. many. So Ms. you Ma'am broke Ma'am. people out, but oh, it would just, it would be un- unbecoming of you to ever try to steal something and be caught for it. Absolutely. I pride myself on being a fairly, averagely honest person. Make a persuasion or a deception check, whichever you're trying to do. A persuasion check. Got <laughs> it. Well, that's not good. It's only an 11. I, I, something tells me that you're not telling me all of the truth. Ma'am, I am not Sully. a bad person. I never said you were a bad oh, person. Well, thieves stealing for the, the sake of stealing to harm others. Look, you stole something. What did I steal? Did you find it on me? Yes, that's why. That, what is you it? You were brought here. You stole food. You stole clothing. You stole many things I'm and then sorry. attacked an officer. The blood is still on the dagger. Was I walking around just with like this big ass sack just being like, and one of these, and one of these? Like, Look, ma'am. You're, you're in a set of trouble here, Sully. Obviously. If we don't. We can agree on that. If you, if you don't come clean, something. Something terrible could happen. You've assaulted an officer. That's that's very serious, very serious crime. Is there a witness? There's a whole market full of witnesses. Well, fuck. <laughs> Was I drugged? I don't know. Were you on drugs? No. Was I drugged? 
That's different than being on drugs. How would I know if you were drugged? Well, because I don't do the drugs. So if I had been drugged, that would explain my lack of knowledge. I was not in my own right mind. Those actions were not of my own. What if I was given some sort of drug that made me uh, malleable in my mind hole? Hmm? What if somebody whispered whispers in my ear and made me do things that I otherwise wouldn't have done? Do, am I at fault for that? I think there's someone out there. We got we to gotta go after them, Miss Meow Meow Meow. I've heard a lot of stories in my time... This, this is a is new one. one. This is a this is a good one. This is a good one. Look. You seem like a good kid. I want to do you a favor. I would like that very much. Good. I'm going to need something in return. But I need to know that you can use these tools that are laid out here as you say they are your possession. I'm verily proficient in the tools you see. Mm-hmm. For good. Mm-hmm. So we have a deal, then. What can I get for you? You name it. Mm-hmm. You name it, as long as it's for good. It is for good. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is a certain higher-up who carries a ledger on him in his belongings. He's going to be away dealing with the the battle with the cult of the dragon. And I need that ledger. I need someone who is unknown in the region. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. Perfect. Would you like to make any requests as to what happens to you after you do it? Oh, well, yeah, I just kind of assumed that we'd be square. Mm-hmm. That'd be super cool. You know what else would be super cool? It'd be super cool if my buddy Merv downstairs, uh, I need a partner. And you want a fisherman. You know what? His proficiency with tying knots comes in handy way more than you think. Fair enough. We'll, I'll think on. I'll think on the Merv thing. He's Mervalicious. He's Mervalicious. He's Mervalicious. You will get some of these. Some of these back, in order to do what you need to do, and then the rest once you're done. Sound fair? Yeah, half now, half later. I, yeah. I dig it. Fair enough. Which ones do you think you would need to break into a reasonably well-fortified establishment? Um, well, I'm definitely going to need uh, the old uh, lock-picking tools there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be real good. Um, half the ball bearings? Probably don't need all of them. Um, crowbar, just to be safe. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind having my cloak back. That'd be pretty neat. Uh, I just always feel a lot sneakier with the hood up. You know sure. how it is. Half yes. of it's just how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I could have uh, my dagger back, you know, just in case. Oh, hold on a second. Someone comes up on me, right? Mm-hmm. What do you What do you want me to do? What? Why would anybody come up on you? You said you're sneaky and can get in and out. Yes. Oh fuck yeah! But I mean, if someone literally comes well, up on me. Let's Things just, happen, Miss Ma'am Meow Meow. Let's just say a second count of stabbing another potential officer might go down poorly okay. in your books. Cool. All right. I might not be able to pull as many strings if you do something like that. So maybe the dagger stays with me. Okay. Well, then I'm going to need a stick of incense. Why? Because I may need to improvise. Okay. Um, and, um, and I'll need my flask of oil. Just one of them. Mm-hmm. And should be good. You, you gather up the things that you, uh, say you need. And she says, uh, where you need to go is Castle Never. Castle Never. Yep. The <laughs> office you need to enter and acquire a specific ledger is Lord Degult Never Ember's office. 
Lord Dingle. Lord Dagult? Never embrace the Lord of the Reach. You're new here. Right, I forget. Well known across Faerun. You might have heard of him. And I'm stealing it from the castle Never Never? The castle Never. All right. Okay, so I'm going to go to the Lord Castle Never Ever. Lord Dinglehopper. Never Ember. And I'm going to take his ledger. Yeah. You know what? Have a Merv with me. It's probably going to be a real good idea. If even just to get me to the right place. That's fair. <laughs> All right. You can have Merv. Cool. He's old. He ain't going to, you know, he won't go anywhere. All right. I'll return him in one piece, maybe, if I don't have to sacrifice him for the cause. You understand. Yes, of course. You, uh, so you're gathering your things into, like, uh, a bag there or a satchel? Ah, uh, yes. I ask yeah. if I can have you a satchel. Just your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Episode three. <laughs> how long did it take Amy to mention stuff up her butt? Three episodes, episodes. folks. That's how long it yeah, takes. It's a new record. New record. As far as Because I think it was goes. day one. <laughs> Last time we played. Yeah. Round Restraint. Table. We have restraint. We do. We need that if you're going to geese uh, You put everything into your satchel. Yeah. Um, and she says, uh, we will give this to you when you when you leave. Oh, man. Oh, wait. Can I take this string, too? Just a little bit of string. You can have some of it. Just dangle it in front of her. Yeah, there you I go. I do. She lifts her hand and then uses her other hand to put it back down and shakes her head and says, no, oh. no. Just give, give me the satchel. We'll give it to you on your way out and we'll arrange for Merv to come with you. Lord Never Embers is supposed to be leaving Neverwinter, not Faerun, leaving Neverwinter in approximately a day. Once we have heard word that he is gone, we will allow you to go and procure the ledger. Sound fair? Very fair. Ma'am. Wonderful. Miss. Ah, oh, you're just, you're amazing. Thank you. I do deep bow. Oh, you don't need to do that. That's okay. That's fine. That's fine. I will see you in a day or so whenever. Guard! And the officer comes back in. Take this one back to, back to his cell. Piggyback this time. He puts the shackles on you and pushes you through the door. Mm-hmm. You get back to your cell and you see Merv. He watches you walk in. Uh, the knife is still uh, where it was previously. Mm. And the officer leaves. Hey, Merv. How many more things you got up your butt? Mm. Lost count. It's hey, Merv. Fucking weird. <laughs> hey, listen, you want out of here? No. What do you mean? Well, I have a mission, and I'm going to need a little bit of help, and I suggested that no one would be more qualified than my BFF, Murph. What's your mission? I steal something from Dinglehopper Never Never. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) From who? (laughs) Yes, he lives in the Never Never Castle. He's, um... Lord Dagult Never Ember. That's... That's what I said. From Castle Never. Yes. You're going to try to steal something from Castle Never. No. From specifically Lord Dagult Never Ember. No. What do you mean, no? I'm not going to try. I'm going to do it. What do you have to steal? A ledger. What's a ledger? I didn't want to ask. Didn't want to look stupid. It's a book. Is it something? Oh, cool. It's, <laughs> it's not at all what I thought. Okay. It's a book. It usually has, like, names. Pages? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. You in? Uh, Sure. Okay, yeah. Awesome. Great. I'm not a thief. I'm a fisherman. Hey, I'm not a thief. You watch your mouth. Interlude. Interlude. It's something that we need right now. Welcome to the interlude. That's our theme song by Amy this week. You're welcome. And we just want to let you know that we've got that sweet, sweet contest going on where you can you can enter to win the Ghosts of Saltmarsh still. What do you got to do, Carla? Well, you need to tell people how much you like us. Sort of. By sharing That's, an episode. By sharing an episode. Or the post that we have. 
or the post that we have on the Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that post works great. You share that. Give a little comment there because privacy and stuff, I can't exactly see who shares. But uh, if you comment and say you shared it, I'll believe you and you're entered to win. Ooh, it's a trust sure. thing, you guys. Yeah. And on trust Twitter. exercises. With the hashtag Dumb Dragon Cast. There we go. Any episode you like and say, you know, why you like it. Or don't like it. Maybe share one that you don't like. But, I mean, that's kind of counterproductive. Don't do that. Yeah, that, that doesn't seem like a this great idea. This episode right here, this was a piece of shit. But go to the next <laughs> the rest episode. Are pretty good. We're yeah, open but, to your constructive criticism. But, I mean, maybe you could just send that to us privately. And yeah, publicly say something nice. Be Absolutely. kind. It will crush us. If you have something constructive to say, dumbdragonpodcast at gmail.com. We'd Perfect. love to hear it straight from your mouth. And we can talk to you about it right there. That would be great. Contest ends June 30th. Um, and then we'll be giving away that sweet, sweet book, which I want to start playing, like, pronto. So, so, so. Well, get on it, Russ. <laughs> you guys aren't, I mean, you're... you're We're in a whole new world. Whole new world right yeah. beside the ocean. We're so squishy, ocean. though. Right Are there, like, the ocean. Like, acceptable adventurers for level ones sure. in that yeah, book? why not? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> I want to be a mermaid. Mean, level ones versus a giant kraken? Why not? Exactly. Any adventure can be for level ones. It just might be a very short adventure. This is true. That's a good point. This is this is what <laughs> happened. Great. Contest. Happening. Book. Going to be given away June 30th. Share. Share. <laughs> Tweet. Enter. Enter. Love you. Make it so. Hugs. <laughs> Let's get to the rest of that episode. We'll talk to you next week. Outer loot. Outer loot. <laughs> This is the song for the outer loot. Perfect. <laughs> Moot, where were you heading? I was headed to maybe find Gabriel, who should be near the House of Knowledge. Or at least that's where he used to live. You get directions to the House of Knowledge. And you find your way there... Yeah, totally fine. You pass by, um, you pass by the the prison um, that you had passed by before, where you'd heard somebody yelling up top, and you hear coming from there. How many more things do you have up your butt? I just increase my tempo a little bit as I'm walking. <laughs> you uh, you pass by plenty of people, all different uh, all different races and 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 social statuses. Um, and you make it to the location where you were told you would find the House of Knowledge on the southern side of Neverwinter. So it is a it is a large, a very decorative architecture of this house. And by house, I mean it is a large facility, like a, more of a school-sized um, building than just a just a house. Uh, is there just like a door or a gate or anything I can go knock on? Yeah, you can go right up to the front door. A few steps to get up to the main front entrance is a big, uh, is a large redwood, redwood door. Uh, I'm going to use the uh, ornate knocker mm-hmm. that's on the door. Give it a couple one, two, threes, and then call out, uh, hello, a house of knowledge. I'd like some knowledge. A moment passes, and you hear some footsteps on the other side, and the door uh, swings open, and there is a a very skinny, um, older man dressed in uh, a very clean-cut tuxedo, and he says, uh, "Can can I help you?" Uh, yes, I'm I'm looking for uh, uh, Mr. Gabriel. Do you know if he's still here? Ah, uh, oh. <laughs> Gabriel hasn't been here in much time. If you're looking for Gabriel, you, I'm sure you're of the highest character. Um, no, um, if you were to find him, perhaps the Fallen Tower or some other hole. Did you say hole? Yes, yes, hole. He could be in a hole. Is, does he enjoy being in holes? No. No, he does not enjoy being in hole. He might so why enjoy do you think being he's in, in a hole because he's been cast out from everywhere that he's wa- stepped into. Oh, so not an actual hole. You just mean like a crummy place to be. A crummy place to be. Yes, a place of which is looked down upon 
by people of higher status. A hole. Okay, got it. I thought I thought we had like some man gopher thing going on here. I didn't know what was happening. It's been a while since I've seen him. Maybe he has turned himself into a gopher using his wild magics. Oh yeah, the the wild magics. That's why I want to see him. Check the fallen tower. Okay. I just like bound off the stairs. Do I know where the fallen tower is? I assume I did. You walk past it. Perfect. Probably both ways, um, going to and from Nogwoods. Um, so yeah, you make your way back there. And just like the previous time, there are people in, in all states of happy. Some, some, are, some are less happy. They're very angry. I don't know, how much, how much uh, experience does uh, Moot have with alcohol and people drinking? Uh, I mean, that one dude had, like, moonshine in right. the village, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So yeah. I think he's been around it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, these people appear intoxicated. Okay. Some, some severely. I'm gonna keep a wide berth of these people while I make my way to the Fallen Tower. You step in, and it is a bustling tavern. Um, the tower itself is a, a black stone that has fallen into the street. Uh, looks like when it did fall, uh, knocked down several buildings um, and barricades and walls around it. But the remains of the tower have been turned into um, this, this warm and rich tavern. Uh, you walk in, it's quite full. Um, there is a, a bar uh, off to your left and further into the building. Um, there are a couple of empty tables, but it's pretty packed right now. It's getting to be kind of evening hour. Uh, can I make my way over to the bar, see if I can grab the bartender's ear for a second? Uh, you do. He's uh, currently serving somebody else. All right. I give it a sec till he's ready to go, and then I catch his eye and say, uh, b uh, Barkeep! Uh, I, I was wondering if you could answer a question or two for me. He walks over and says, oh, what, 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 how old are you? Uh, old enough to be here. All right. What can I, I do for you? I, I was curious. Um, do you know of a man named Gabriel? Gabe, Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, I know a guy named Gabriel. What do you want he, with Gabriel? He's a wizard of some sorts. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, I was wondering if if maybe you could if he's here if you could point him out to me or if maybe you could tell me where I could find him. Um, yeah, he's here. Uh, he points over your shoulder, kind of to the back of the room. Uh, there is a very disheveled-looking man, long, long, bushy, unkempt beard, um, kind of. Torn and tattered tunic and cloak around himself. Uh, looks like he is kind of head in, in arm, pint in hand. People kind of moving around him. There's a waitress who's picking up some of the empty glasses around him. Says, that's, that's Gabriel. Oh, oh, all right, thanks. Uh, one final question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did you decide to call it the Fallen Tower? It's a tower that's fallen. Oh, so it's like the literal thing. What? Yeah. Okay. What? Cool. And then he just walks away. <laughs> you walk, uh, push to kind of make your way through the crowd. You bump into a few people as they're kind of moving to go get more drinks and talking with their friends. Uh, I tap this uh, disheveled-looking man on the shoulder and say, uh, uh, Hello, Gabriel? He doesn't move. I give him a little shake. Uh, are you are you Gabriel? He kind of grumbles from underneath his, his cloak and beard. <laughs> you know, you can't really quite, you can't really quite make out what what he said, but you can tell that he's he's breathing and alive at this point. I pull up the chair across the table from him and say, uh, oh, "I've been all over town looking for you. Can I can we chat for a minute or two? You see a big hand kind of slam down on the table in front of you. And he kind of lifts himself up, and his beard is, like, pressed into his face as he lifts. And says, what are you looking for me for? 
Well, I was looking for you. I went to I went to Nogwoods to to see if they could maybe teach me a thing or two. But then <laughs> I was talking to Zavoy, and she said to come find you. Uh-huh. Something about she wouldn't be able to teach me anything because I have wild magic in me. And she said you might know something. Yeah, I know <laughs> things. So you want to teach her? I mean, yeah, I I would love to just like understand what's going on with this with this magic. You tell me what's going on. Well, see, I don't know. That's why I came to find you. What can I teach you if I don't know what you want? Well, I was told you did some studying about wild magic, so I figured you might know something. Well, there is wild magic. Do you have wild magic? Yeah, that's. Do you, do you, can, can I, I give you it? a coffee or something? No, I'm fine. Well, how do I know if I can teach you if I don't know if you actually have wild magic? You show me your wild magic first. Well, I, I don't, I don't really know if it works that way for me. I Zavoy had this like she painted this kind of scene. It seemed very vivid in my mind, and then. I ended up casting a spell, and she had it in this, like, energy field, and she said I had wild magic, and then she turned it into butterflies. It's all very confusing. She's showing off is what she's doing. He kind of leans back and stretches, and his shirt untucks, and his belly just kind of rolls out from his shirt, and he kind of brushes his beard down off of his face and pulls it down. So you're a sorcerer then? Hey, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Where are you from, boy? Uh, a small village where a bunch of half orcs lived. There wasn't a lot of magics there, was there? No, that's that's kind of why I ended up leaving. It was everyone was a little bit uh, afraid after I cast a spell, I guess. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep, I heard that before. Really? You, you get a lot of half-orcs who have wild magic in them coming to find you? Not the precise not the precise story, my boy. Just, just the general people scared of magic. The real magic. Not that book book magic where you gotta, like, remember everything. It's just the magic where you tap into it and you can just do it. Yeah, see, I, I would love to know how to do that so I don't hurt anyone. I can't guarantee you won't hurt anyone. Well, just I just don't want to hurt anyone unintentionally. So you want to hurt people? Is that what you're saying? No. You just said you don't want to do it unintentionally, which implies that you want to do it intentionally. Who are we hurting here? Well, I mean, if the need arose, then sure. I just don't want there to be any accidents. Speaking of accidents, I have to take a leak. I'll be back. You get me another drink. He gets up and he makes his way to the back of the tavern. Uh, I try to catch the barkeep's eye and ask him for a coffee. Black. Extra hot. He says, is, is this for you or for Gabriel? Uh, it's for Gabriel. I think he needs it. He's going to get real mad if this is in front of him. I'm oh. just warning you. Uh, okay, what should I? what should I get him? He passes you two two drinks. He passes you a, a pint of, of ale and a larger pint of... says, this is water. Tell him it's the good stuff. It'll probably work at this point. I, I appreciate that. I don't think he needs any more of this other stuff. Well, good luck with that. You see Gabriel come back out, and he's walking toward back towards the table. Uh, I, I I got you the special reserve uh, that they keep in the back. It's the good stuff, according to the bartender. He looks at it and he's like, "It's about time he's serving up the good stuff." Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, drink up. He takes a huge swig and like three large gulps, downs it. It tastes like water every time. Meh. Oh, you got something else there too? Uh, I got just this beer that I've been sipping on. Fair enough. Sits back down. 
You hear the chair kind of creak underneath him. I've been cast out by Nogwoods. I've been cast out by the House of Knowledge because they don't feel that the magic that you're trying to tell me that you can do haven't shown me yet. I, I don't know how. I get it. I get it. Don't worry about it. Been cast out because I put too much time into studying that. Well, wouldn't wouldn't you like that time and effort to maybe be helpful to someone? Yeah, yeah. There, there was a time. What about what about now? You can help me. I'm right here. I see you. I could probably help you. I mean, I don't know what we're dealing with here. How many times have you cast your spells? Uh, two times. Two, two times. Yeah. But very recently. Hmm. Nothing, no inkling of magic before that. And what, what happened? You might have told me. I forgot. What happened when it happened, when, when it ha when your spells happened the first time? Uh, well, it was, my family was being attacked and I kind of shot this, like, like freezing beam out of my hands and then I did it again uh, with with Zavoy right so you like you like it cold okay I don't know I'm too drunk to teach you right now okay yeah that may, that's that checks I think I can teach you at least if we can make this happen again. If we can't, well, obviously I can't teach you because it doesn't work. But if we can make it happen again, we can see what we're dealing with. Okay. Um. Can I can I find you somewhere tomorrow? Yep. I'll probably be here. Okay. Um. Maybe come by a little earlier in the day. Yeah, I was gonna say early is probably a good call. Yeah, I'll yeah. be here like noon. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go hunker down for the night, and I'll be back at noon, and I'll get the barkeep to drop off some more of the good stuff for you. Tell him to bring the, the better stuff. Well, he'll bring you what he brings you. Yeah, that's fine. I'll go get it myself. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I guess it, I guess it was a pleasure to meet you, Gabriel. Pleasure to meet you. What was your name? Uh, the name's Moot. Moot. Funny name. Thank you. You're welcome. He gets up and he moves back towards the tavern. Tomorrow! Noon! Barkeep! Dust myself off and, uh... Head back to Nogwoods, I guess. Uh, you head back out into the streets. And you, uh... Do you head directly back towards Nogwoods? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you leave the Fallen Tower, um, and, uh... Where you would turn left to go to Nogwoods, you hear a large, uh, caravan pulling into Neverwinter off to the side. There's lots of wagons coming in. And you see all sorts of people just kind of at... Just kind of, it catches your eye. Um, some of them are wearing very fine robes. Um, and then you see a, a lizard-looking creature. Shining scales. It's nighttime now. The moon is starting to rise, and it catches your eye the sh shine that comes off of, especially the platinum scales. Can I be like looking at this dragonborn and like walk into a barrel or something and cause a lot of noise? Make a make a wisdom. You make a wisdom saving roll. Glim, you make a perception check. That's an eight. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Ooh. Made for so each good. other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you catch. You're watching as this. You see this dragonborn. Something you've never seen before, and you do walk into a person who has passed out in the street, and you trip over top of them, making a, a pretty significant ruckus. And Glim, you hear this um, off to the side, and you see a tall half orc kind of looking your direction as he's just falling onto the ground, not really putting his hands out to save himself. As he hits the ground, 
How far away is he from me? A block, maybe. Okay, I think I would go over. Like, do you need help? And try and, like, help him up. Uh, y- y- yeah. I'm, I'm... Are you okay? Did you have too much to drink? Like, this guy, I, I, this drunk we're I, standing I, over that just, like, reeks, I guess. Stripped on him. Uh, I, on- I only had a couple of sips. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stare. I've, I've just, I've never, I've never, I've never seen anything like you before. Oh, um, well, you know, I just left where I came from not very long ago, and I found that this is happening a a little bit. Where I'm from, everyone looks like this. I'm a dragonborn. My name's, my name's Glim. I reach my hand out. I, uh, take her hand. Uh, well, it's very, it's very nice to meet you, Glim. I'm, uh, I'm Moot. Nice to meet you, Moot. Are you from around here? Uh, no, no, I, uh, I came, I came here to see if I could learn about magic. Oh, cool. Are you a magician or a sorcerer or a wizard or something? Uh, I, that's what some people are telling me. I'm, I'm not really sure yet. I guess there's something called, like, wild magic, and I've got it in me, and I don't know. It's all very confusing at the moment. Huh. That sounds pretty cool, though. I, I guess so. I, I just, I... I don't know. It's so crazy. I'm supposed to go for training tomorrow, though, so I better go get some sleep. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Moot. And I take off back to Nogwoods. Glim, you see uh, Moot run off into the opposite way that you have come in, and now you are standing in Neverwinter. It's late. Um, You're standing outside of the... What you don't know is the Fallen Tower. It looks like a Fallen Tower. You could probably figure that out more than Moot can. And uh, there is a a large ruckus of people kind of coming in and out of the Fallen Tower. But you have made it to Neverwinter. Makes up. <laughs> I'm sorry for being so. He didn't get any insultful. Any sort of standard. Any sort of standard schooling, like at he's the, from the street. The cult at the cult, like that is just wasn't book learning was just not um, a priority. A fork. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to decide which way would have been better to put it in. Neither. Neither. They're both terrible. They're both terrible (laughs) options. All the tongs, the prongs were bent like inward. The tongs? That's what I meant. The tongs, the prongs. The tongue prongs. (laughs) (laughs) It's got got away from me. You don't say. In a really big way. He already Um, was like, didn't really want to be your friend, and now it's like. I. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you get vague or not vague. You get appropriate directions. Why would they give you vague directions? That doesn't seem very helpful. <laughs> eh, it's over there a ways. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you'll get there. <laughs> when the three of us come together, <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Something somewhere is gonna explode. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just gonna be too much. The songs Nowhere Land, Arcadia, Marty Gots a Plan, Mesmerize, and Anguish are by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. Visit creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now. That cool pretty boy have more healing. We gonna need it. You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left. So I'm confused. Uh, What am I supposed to say to him? Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So, you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. 
Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dumb! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, Wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. (laughs) Uh, what did I say? Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between. Listen now at theordinaryepic.com or on your favorite podcast app.